Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. And this is episode 74, Leaving a Legacy. So welcome back, y'all. Um, Happy New Year. I'm so glad to be back with y'all after taking a hiatus for the month of December. I've really enjoyed um, my time away with my family, but I also have really missed being here in my little closet studio talking to all of you and so I'm really happy to be back I hope you've had a lovely holiday I hope that your family is healthy right now I know there's a lot of sickness going around and so I pray that each and every one of you had a wonderful holiday and that your families are healthy so every year around the first of the year every content creator I know Um, either wants to talk about goals or resolutions or mindsets or all these things and the thing that has always resonated with me is a word of the year in the past I've had words like discipline plan rest simple mission and last year's word cultivate and each of those words have been very very meaningful to me there's been lots and lots of things that I've learned and that the Lord has taught me through the year in which I focused on that word and each of those words was a word that I felt like the Lord laid on my heart because of the season I was in and the things that he needed to teach me and the things that were coming and so in thinking this year um, and I hinted at this a little bit this week on Instagram but my word for this year is legacy Now, I want to share with you guys why this word is so important to me, why I feel like that the Lord laid this specific word on my heart and the meaning behind that and what I hope to be focusing on. But I also want to help you if you have come up with your word for the year or maybe you've never had a word of the year before and this year you want to try one. Um, I want to help you not only come up with a word of the year, but I also want to help you to actually focus on that word this year. Because there's so many people that I know in conversations around word of the year who say, I don't even remember what my word was from last year. So I don't want this to just be something that you pick a word in January and by March or April, you've already forgotten what your word was, much less that you're not even using that word and focusing on that word and being intentional about that word for the whole year. So today I'm going to tell you about legacy. I'm going to unpack why that is my word for this year, why it's important to me. And I'm also going to talk to you about 
how to stay focused on whatever your word is and how I'm going to be doing that with my own word. So why legacy? Um, First and foremost, legacy is the building of a history and tradition. Um, It is passing on values and history and faith from one generation to the next. And that to me is important all the time. I'm an old soul. I am a person who loves to know the heritage or the the history of a piece. Um, even my current wedding ring is a sapphire cocktail ring from the 1950s that I bought vintage. I love that it has a history. I wish I knew more about that history. But I I value things that have a story to them. And so in my own life, I want to be sure that I'm passing on those stories and that my children knows those stories so that the things that are important to me may also be important to them because I've conveyed the value of them to them. So two reasons why legacy is particularly important to me. Number one, I'm a homesteader. If you have been around homesteaders for any length of time, you've heard them use words like heritage breeds when referring to livestock or chickens or goats or things like that. Um, You've heard them talk about heirloom seeds. Um, I love the fact that you can use heirloom seeds that have been around since the 1800s and even before and that have just been cultivated over time. Um, to produce that line of seeds that is so pure and wonderful. And I love that homesteaders value things with history and things with longevity, things that have been around for a long time. And they've been that way for a reason. And they're, they value keeping to the older ways. They value things like hand sewing and wood carving and hand milking a cow or you know even just home dairy um, making your own cheeses making bread cooking from scratch canning your produce from the garden that you grew Um, these kinds of things are legacy type activities these are the kinds of things that our grandparents or maybe our great-grandparents would have done um And I know that there is this generational skip from maybe your grandparents or and and your parents where we had the sexual revolution and the industrial revolution and every woman was like, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to the grocery store now. Um, A hundred years ago, we didn't have a grocery store. And so there was so much change in a hundred years time that happened that just completely changed that legacy and I'm I'm afraid that it may get lost if we're not careful to preserve it and so part of why legacy is an important word to me is because I'm a homesteader because I believe in the value of the way things used to be done I believe that there are um, positives and benefits from those ways of doing things that we're losing with um, our industrialized food systems and with um, parents both being outside of the home and things like that. And so I 
very much value homemaking and I value gardening and cooking from scratch and getting back to the basics of um, life and the way it had been for hundreds of years up until about a hundred years ago. Now, quick caveat, I'm not saying that women should not work. Um, I personally believe that it is a wonderful gift to be able to be home with your children, but I don't believe that it is my place or anyone else's to tell you to not work. Um, I know there are situations where that is um, required, and some women um, also feel a calling to do that um, and to make a great impact on the world through their profession, and they're able to do that and also love their families well. So, not saying you should not work, um, but I believe that the the profession of homemaking has been devalued to a point that it needs to be brought back again to a position of honor and respect and it needs to be seen for the valuable work that it is so that's all i'll say about that um the second reason why i feel like legacy is such an important word is because i'm a christian um third john 1 4 says I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth Um, my kids are not going to drift along and bump into Jesus it's going to take intentional discipleship Uh, it's going to take time teaching them and passing down the things of the Lord showing them where the Lord is working in my life showing them the way the Lord has worked in the lives of the people of the Bible showing them his redemption plan and the gospel as it's displayed in his word and passing down that legacy of faith and I believe that that is just as much an integral part of my life as being a homesteader and a homemaker and so these are values that I very much want my children to have Um, and how do you do that well again intentional discipleship Deuteronomy 6 7 you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise so this is something that you're doing all the time this is something that just is a daily part of the fabric of your life it is interwoven through everything you do and that is a legacy that your children can't pick apart and opt out of and take away Um, that is something that is interwoven into the being of who they are um, for the rest of their life I highly recommend the book When You Rise Up by R.C. Sproul Jr. Uh, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. It is probably more specifically about the calling of homeschooling. Um, And I do not believe, as he does, that it is a mandate from the Bible for each and every person. But I do believe that the way he speaks about the legacy of teaching your children so that they will teach their children it's not enough to teach your children about christ it's not enough for your children to say a little prayer what we are aiming for is not just that this generation will know and love the lord but that they will teach the next generation to know and love the lord because it is a a gift of faith that they value so much that they want to continue to pass that on 
And so that is what I think of when I think of legacy. Not just that I am teaching my children these things. Not just that I am passing down the values of my faith, the values of homesteading and homemaking. Not just that I'm letting them know that these things are important to me, but that that gets so woven into the fabric of who they are that it is important to them and that they teach their children the value of those things. Now, does that mean I want my children to all be homesteaders? No, but I do want them to value knowing where their food comes from. I want them to value the work that is to be done in the home by a wife and a mother. I want them to value the gift of children and child rearing. Um, I want them to value their salvation. I want them to value the faith that they've grown up with. And that is legacy. Um, My parents are really, really great at doing this. Uh, I've had a great example from them. Um, Both of my parents were raised in church-going homes, but my My dad especially was raised specifically in a Christian home by a woman who just loved the Lord. Um, And so from their legacy of faith there, um, my dad has grown up to just really um, pass on a legacy of faith to me and my brother and my sister. And um, he and my mom have just seen the importance of that, the importance of legacy And so they are very intentional about passing that legacy on to me and my brother and my sister as their children, but also to their grandchildren, to my kids and my brother's kids. And so I want to share some of the ways that they that they do that. Um, Number one, they pray specifically by name for each one of us every single day. That is just such a gift just to know that every morning my parents are sitting down together and specifically by name praying for each and every one of my kids, for my husband, for me, for my brother and his wife, for their kids, for my sister. Um, That is just such a gift and a legacy that um, I want to continue as well. So that challenges me to sit and to pray for my children every day by name, my brother and his family, my husband and his family, um, my parents, my my mother-in-law. Um, so that is one way that I'm extending my legacy. And number two, my parents regularly share with us how God is leading them and working in their lives. They're telling us what he's teaching them. They're talking to us about their testimony. They're sharing with us ways that God has given them opportunity to share the gospel with someone or to minister to someone or what they've learned as they read through their Bible. Um, My parents have read through the entire Bible every year for as long as I can remember. I don't even know how many times they've read through the Bible. And that example has been challenging to me um, over the last few years. It wasn't until I reached my 40s that I even attempted to read through the Bible in a year. Um, And honestly, I don't even put a timeline on it. I read through the entire Bible. And once I've read through the entire Bible, then I start over. Um, I'm on my fourth round through. Um, I've been on this round for a little less than a year. Um, And I'm only about halfway through and I'm okay with that. I like to stop and do deep dives here and there. Um, But the legacy that that is and see my kids see me reading my Bible 
um, most mornings, sitting in my chair with my coffee, drink, drinking my coffee, reading my Bible, writing in my journals, and they see me cultivating that relationship with the Lord. And that makes them want to begin to cultivate their own relationship with the Lord. And there's your legacy. Um, this year for Christmas, one of the things that we were given, um, my dad gave us each a quiet time journal of his for Christmas. And the reason that he did this was because he wanted to drive home the point of how how powerful that act of journaling was. It added a whole new dimension to his Bible reading. And it was something that he had been doing for years. The one that he gave me was from 2018. Um, but it was something that he felt like the Lord had specifically laid on his heart. This is important. This is a piece of the legacy that you need to make sure continues on. And so um, he shared a bit of his heart with us in that, shared some of the things that the Lord had done in his life as he had begun to journal and to share what he had journaled with other men um, in his church. And then he gave us those devotionals, those journals, because he wants to share with us also what God has taught him over the years, what he has struggled with, what he's prayed over. And um, that's the kind of legacy that I want to leave for my kids. I have a stack of journals myself, and I intend to gift those to my kids um, at some point. He also gave us puzzle pieces. Um, I'm going to put a picture of these puzzle pieces on Instagram. But this was just the coolest Christmas gift I think I've gotten in quite a long time. Um, we've been through some hard things as a family. And I think one of the ways that legacy plays a part in that is that our faith is not shaken in the middle of this. That yes, it's hard. And yes, we've had some hurt and some heartache. And yes, there's been some questioning um, by some of the younger people in our family. But that legacy of faith is still there and it's still strong. And it's actually the foundation that we stand on in the midst of all this turmoil um, that has come over our family over the past probably two years. Um, and so in the midst of that and in the midst of questioning whether that's a legacy they want to continue in their own lives. Um, my dad especially wanted to let his grandchildren know where their place is. He wanted to show them that they belong. That not only do they belong, but they have a place where they fit no matter who they are. They fit in. They have a place they belong. They have a spot that's meant just for them. And when they don't fill it, there's a tangible void there. Um, there's a, an empty space where they're supposed to be. And all of us are connected. Um, the puzzle pieces that he did had um, the couples were on one piece together because we believe that the Bible um, unites us as one flesh for all of life. And so my brother and his wife had one piece that had both their names on it and my husband and I have one piece that has just our name on it my parents were on a piece just for them um and my dad made these almost like concentric circles so the middle piece is him and my mom and then the outer ring around that is my sister 
my brother and his wife and Michael and I, and then each of our pieces were of our children were connected to our piece. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful example, um, of how our families are interconnected. Um, we have adoption in our families. And so we talked about how each of the adopted kids has, um, some overlap because they have a circle from the family of which they have an origin with uh, their biological family is another circle that they belong to and is important and that circle kind of overlaps so it would kind of look like the olympic rings um when you put all the birth families in there along with um our kids and our niece and nephews and their birth families and it would just be a beautiful picture um to see all of these interconnected circles um where they are a part and they are an important part of each of those circles so go check out that picture um that will be in the post for this podcast episode um that'll go up today when i make the episode go live so be sure to go to instagram and check out that picture um So now that you know the why, now that you know why this is so important to me and why I feel like legacy is the word, um, I want to unpack the how. So like I said before, maybe you've chosen a word and you get a few months into the year and you don't even remember what your word is. Maybe um, you're like, I don't even know how to pick a word. Do you just randomly choose something? Do you open a dictionary and close your eyes and point to a page and there it is um I kind of feel like this is sort of a Harry Potter moment where when Harry Potter goes to to get his wand at Ollivander's um, Mr. Ollivander tells him that the wand chooses you and I feel like that these words um for each of the years um have chosen me um these are not words that I was like you know what I want more of this year this um do you know what I want to avoid this year that no these are words that um, I feel like that after much prayer and much time in my Bible much time um, asking the Lord to reveal to me where I need to grow what I need to learn what he has for me in the coming year each year he's just given me a word just out of the blue Um, I start praying about this right about Thanksgiving Um, And through my Advent readings and things like that, I really began to ask the Lord, Lord, what is your word for me this year? And I'm paying attention to things that repeat, things that come up over and over again, whether it be in songs that I'm hearing or sermons that I listen to or podcasts or social media posts or things that I'm reading in my quiet time, things that the Lord brings to mind when I'm praying. Um, And there tends to be a theme and a a repetition. Um, The Lord really has to show me very, very clearly what my word is. And so I challenge you to to ask the Lord for a word if you haven't yet. Um, So once you've got your word, how are you going to keep focused on it? Well, I have about five things that I do that help me keep focused on my word. Number one... Find a scripture that goes along with your word. Now, it doesn't have to have the exact word in it, but make sure that it fits the thought or the intent of your word. 
for example, with legacy, I really could use that verse, Deuteronomy 6, that I quoted before about, you know, talk about it when you rise up and when you lie down and all that, all those kinds of things. And that would fit because I'm mostly talking about faith, but I'm also talking about family history and things like this. So I don't quite feel like that's the right verse. Um, The one that immediately popped into my mind when I felt like the Lord was laying legacy on my mind was 2 Timothy 1.5. And it's kind of a weird verse to think of in terms of, oh, this is a verse I'm going to memorize. But it really does encompass what it is that legacy means to me and why legacy is so important. And it says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. And so, you know, Paul is reminding Timothy, this faith that you have, this this legacy um, started with your grandmother and it's been in your mother and now it's in you. And it wouldn't be in him if it hadn't have been in his mother or in his grandmother. It's been passed down. It's been a legacy of faith in his family. And so if it's important to Paul and it's important to Timothy, then it's definitely something that's important to me and something that I want to focus on. So the ways that I will use this scripture is, number one, I'm going to memorize it. Again, it seems like a random verse to memorize, but it will always continually remind me of the importance of building a legacy. Um, so find your verse, find your passage, memorize that passage. Um, there are so many passages that are just so special to me because um, of when I recall that verse now I can think back over all the things that the Lord did in that year of that word um so when I when I think about a verse I'm not just thinking about oh God did this one thing it's like no I can remember that year that I focused on that verse the Lord birthed this ministry or the Lord provided in this way or the Lord comforted my heart or the Lord healed my affliction or the Lord disciplined me in this way and grew me in this area and I can see over time how the Lord has changed me and shaped me and made me more like him through those verses so those verses are some of the most precious verses to me Um, so I highly recommend that you find a verse and that you memorize it um, print it post it where you can see it so that it's at the forefront of your mind that also helps with memorization. Um, I tend to post verses on my fridge, on my on my um, mirror. Um, at one point, I had post-it notes all over the house with little verses on them um, that just spoke courage and faith to me at a time that I really needed it. Um, but write it out, print it out, post it, memorize it. Pray the scripture over your own life. You know, I'm going to be praying, Father, give me sincere faith. This faith that has dwelt in my grandmother and and now has dwelt in my parents and now is mine. Help it to also be my children's. Help it to be the faith of my children's children. And um, I truly believe that there's power in praying specific scripture 
over our own lives and and putting our names and our situations in there and asking God specifically by name to do this work in our families. And so find a scripture that goes along with your word. And then find a book that you can write in. Um, There is a little thing called a commonplace book. Um, A commonplace book is a place to record like quotes, scriptures, book titles, things like that that relate to your word. A lot of people will keep a commonplace book so that they can write down quotes or passages from books that they're reading without marking in the book. Um, And so people who love, love, love to read may have um, books filled with quotes or passages from some of the things that they have read. Um, I've done that occasionally over the years, but my favorite way to use a commonplace book is to just grab a little notebook write my word in the front of it and then start with one a definition of my word and two the the scripture verse or passage that the Lord has given me that year that goes along with it and then every time there's anything in print that um that I see that goes along with my word I add it to my commonplace notebook maybe you read a quote in an article maybe you see um a meme or or something like that on Instagram and you like oh that quote goes so well with my word this year go write it in your commonplace notebook um those types of things um the more you have them in front of you the more you're soaking in and marinating on your word and um you're looking for it and you'll when you're actively looking for how to be taught and how to for God to speak to you about your word. That's when you're really going to see so much from it. And the Lord is just going to have such an opportunity to teach you so many more things. Because you're focused on it and you're looking for it. Um, in that thread, my number three way is in your Bible reading time. When you're doing your quiet time, look for references to your word or the theme of your word. Um, maybe you look, you take a specific colored ink pen and you write that word in the front of your Bible in that color ink. And then throughout that year, as you're finding verses and things that relate to it, you underline it with that color ink. Um, maybe you just copy them into your commonplace notebook. Um, highly recommend doing that. Then you'll have tons and tons of of things in your notebook to remember um, your word. Um, For me with legacy, um, the book of Judges is something that I think of because it says over and over again that they forgot God. And if you're building legacy, if you're um, passing down your faith with intention and discipling your children and cultivating your values and your faith into your children the next generation will not forget God um, because those seeds are planted and they're still there Um, they would forget God because they would fail to teach the next generation and so that is one that I will be journaling about in my own quiet time when I get to judges um, in my commonplace book number four Set up a Pinterest board. Now, this one can be 
used in a few different ways, especially with my word for this year. Um, with legacy, there are ways that I can live out legacy. It could be that I find skills and values that I want to pass on to my girls. Uh, for example, Georgia really wants to learn to sew this year. So part of the legacy of my mother being a seamstress and me having some rudimentary sewing skills I want to pass on that legacy of sewing to her and so I'll be looking for ways that she can practice some of the lost arts of homemaking through sewing and so those will be on my Pinterest board um, it could also be that if you see quotes or memes or things like that online you can pin them to your Pinterest board uh, if you find a sermon or a podcast that really speaks to you online, pin it to your Pinterest board. If you find a blog post, pin it to your Pinterest board. Anything that you find that goes along with your word that just draws you deeper into learning more about it and giving a place for the Lord to speak to you and teach you, put it on your Pinterest board. Any way that causes you to live out your word this year, um, like the sewing projects for Georgia um, put it on your Pinterest board and then when you feel like that you haven't heard about your word in a while go to your Pinterest board and be inspired um, go back and listen to some of those messages go back and read some of those blog posts go in there and start doing some of the activities that go along with your word that cultivate whatever that word is so um, we have the commonplace book for stuff that's not online, the Pinterest board for stuff that is. We're marking our Bible. We're memorizing um, a specific passage that's related. Last but not least, y'all know I got to make a playlist. I am a lover of music. I am someone, music speaks to me in a way that other things can't. It gives me words. Um, when I don't know how to pray, it gives me words of worship when I'm struggling and it points me back to Jesus. Um, music has been in the fabric of who I am for as long as I can remember. And my kids say that I have a gift for finding the absolute perfect song for whatever the occasion is. And so I love to develop playlists based on specific things. Um we're walking through some hard things with my son right now so I have a playlist for that and so when I'm discouraged or when I need to pray for him or when he's on my mind and I miss him or something like that I go to that playlist and I listen to it um, it's called faith builders and I've shared it several times in my Instagram stories um, so you can find me on Spotify I'm the funky farm girl there too and um, I hope that that one will encourage you uh, I have other playlists for other things. Um, but I will be making a playlist this year that focuses on legacy. How do I want to pass down values? What kinds of things do I want to make sure that I'm intentional in teaching my children about? And so I'm going to make a playlist of that. Maybe your word is peace. And you can create a peaceful playlist of songs that help you to calm your heart and calm your mind maybe your word is beauty and you want to put songs on there like Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World um, 
just think through what that song, what that word brings to mind for you. And see if there's any music that goes along with it. That also helps you to meditate more on your word. And gives you ways to pray over your word. So that you can ask the Lord what he wants to teach you. So that is about all I have for you this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. I am so glad to be back with you. I am so thankful for another year. 2021 was amazing for me personally and especially as a podcaster um, it has been such a gift to me to be able to share my life my homestead my faith with you guys and so thank you to each and every one of you that listen to this podcast if you want to hear more from me um, on a daily basis I'm always active over on Instagram at the funky farm girl um I'm on Facebook too, but I don't really show up there that much. Um, And I also have a few Pinterest boards um, if you're interested in seeing some of the things that I'm most interested in doing and pinning on those boards as well. And like I said before, check me out on Spotify. I have several different playlists, maybe one that goes along with your word. Until next time. Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted.